Exploring the woods is something many of us enjoy, but it seems a lot of scary stories come from there. But what happens when you're lost in the woods? You're not enjoying your time at all, and then terror strikes on top of that. What would you do? Welcome back to the swamp, my friends, and welcome if you're new. Today I'm going to be sharing some creepy and allegedly true lost in the woods horror stories sent in by viewers just like you. As always, if you have a story that you would like to share in a future episode, be sure to submit it at swampdweller.net or the email you can find in the description down below. Don't forget to subscribe and turn on notifications if you're new to the swamp and give this episode a like. Now, without further ado, let's jump right into these creepy and allegedly true lost in the woods horror stories that'll freak you out tonight. When I was, best guess, eight years old, I visited my cousins at their house across the neighborhood. Being a group of bored children, we decided to bring my cousin's neighbor Jaden on a hike through a massive area of woods behind our house. We set off, stepping over poison ivy and making our way over to an abandoned paintball place in the middle of the woods. We explored the nooks and crannies of the site, eventually wandering into the hills and streams of the Michigan wilderness. We were having fun and having hiked almost a full mile from where we began. An odd thing to note before I continue is that the ground was covered entirely in garbage. You could barely take a step without stepping in old plastic bags or discarded tins of instant potatoes or something of that nature. We joked that maybe there was a neighborhood back there at one point, but now it seems evident that this was nothing but an old drug hangout or a place where hobos lived, and we never thought much of it. Being a humid summer night, the air hung thick with the smell of water, leaves, and mud. We ventured on, finding places where the ivy grew a pale color, seeming to reflect the gray sky. The hills were brutal and tricky to climb. At some point, we got turned around and found ourselves lost at the entrance of some old, out-of-use ATV trail or something like that. We warily stepped onto the trail, hoping to find a neighbor's house or the street we lived on but we had no luck. We were lost miles from home. I was put off by how the trees grew together to form an intimidating archway over our path. The four of us locked eyes as we all heard a familiar sound. Breathing. It came from a bend in the way and was obscured by the now twilight sky. Suddenly, we heard hulking footsteps crunching on the pre-autumn leaves. They came straight for us. People say they freeze in fear, but that was not my experience. That theory went zero to four of our group. We immediately booked it out of the trail, onto the main path we hiked on, and sprinted, primarily blinded through the woods, until we saw the light on the top of an ominous hill, the hill behind our house. We scrambled up the mountain, dirtying ourselves and getting cut up on the hill's bushes and brambles. We booked it inside and were too tired to explain to our parents, so we huddled in the TV room and basked in the air-conditioned glory of safety. This happened to me when my pals and I went on a dropping trip. A dropping is when you are dropped at a place that you don't know and you have to find your way home while people in cars hunt for you, and when they spot you, you get a point. The person with the least points who gets to the designated place is the winner. 
My brother and six of my pals were fooling around acting stupid as we always did, causing my dad to say, Don't you numbskulls have anything better to do? Like what, dad? And my dad started thinking. Well, how about something outside? To which I just chuckled. But before I could say anything, Terry just said, What do you guys think about a dropping trip? We all agreed to this and made our home the place where we had to end up after being dropped. My parents dropped us all off, my mom said. Okay, let's see how long it takes you guys to travel 20 miles. They drove off, and we all went in different directions. Now at this point I understand 20 miles is a bit excessive. I've always been terrible with directions, so going through the woods probably wasn't the best idea either. I walked around for what seemed like hours until I heard a crying dog. Me being an animal lover, I went to look for what was wrong. I saw a wolf stuck in a bear trap, and I slowly walked toward the trapped wolf. It growled at me, but I slowly started getting closer to help it with the wolf starting to calm down and allowing me to set it free. The wolf looked at me and then just jumped up and walked off to which I did the same. After what felt like an hour, I accepted that I was lost and I just told myself that if I just keep walking in a straight line I would eventually find my way to a road or something like that. I walked and walked for what felt like hours but was still stuck in the woods when I heard branches breaking from behind me. My heart was pounding very hard and I was getting more scared by the minute as the sun was starting to go down. In my mind, I was expecting a huge bear or something like that, but I heard a weird type of growl, more like a gurgling. I started running, which I know is not the smartest thing to do when facing a wild animal, but fear got the better of me in that moment. Not looking where I was running, I tripped and fell, hearing the footsteps gaining fast. It was then I heard barking and I went to look behind me and saw the wolf I had saved that was barking and standing in front of me. I then looked at the creature that was running after me. It was something that was extremely skinny with claws and was running away now. It ran in a weird way that I can't even describe. It was almost as it wasn't used to running and has never done it before. And then, this thing continued to do that gurgling growl. It was clearly coming from that creature. After the creature was out of sight, the wolf stopped barking, and when I stood up, it was standing right next to me. As I walked again, the wolf didn't leave my side and growled a few times more as I kept walking. Finally, I found a rope with a diner and after a few minutes, I realized it was the diner my dad usually goes to with his friends. So I was relieved to see a familiar sight. I turned my gaze to the wolf and it was gone. I already began to hear that gurgling growl again though. I'm pretty sure that wolf protected me and saved my life because I helped it. I've heard many stories of wolves doing this with people and I'm just absolutely blown away that I was able to experience this. When I was at the door of the diner, I looked back to where the wolf and the creature were supposed to be fighting or whatever, but I didn't see anything. I arrived home last and clearly lost the dropping, but my mom looked at me and said, what happened to you? And I told them everything. My cuts from the fall, the, the, the wolf, everything. Occasionally, I still talk about this story. I don't think many people believe it, but it's something that I'll forever cherish. But it really freaked the hell out of me. Does anybody have any idea what that creature could have been? From research, it kind of sounds like a skinwalker or a wendigo or something along those lines, but I know that's incredibly cliche. A 
I moved from Idaho to Alaska about two months ago and already I have experienced something I never thought I would ever experience. After taking a week to recover from a five-day trek across Canada on the Alaska Highway, I decided I was going to get out and explore the wilderness of my new home state and try to catch a glimpse of the wildlife such as moose and bears. The house I'm renting is on the outskirts of the nearest town so I basically live right in the middle of the forest and have access to miles of dense woods. I still don't know what I'd been thinking when I decided to go into the woods without anything but my phone, which at the time didn't get much service in Alaska, and some earbuds. I began running at a medium pace into the woods, hopping over bushes and branches while jamming out to some shaky graves. I had probably gone through about five songs when my shoelace got hooked on a fallen tree and I was thrown to the ground face first. I immediately got back up, swore out of irritation, and began to put my earbuds back in when I realized I had no idea where I was. At some point I had lost my sense of direction and had only but a faint idea as to which direction I had came from. I started to run the way I thought I had came from when I began to panic and second guess myself, when I realized I should have come out into my backyard ages ago. I didn't want to panic because I knew that it would make everything worse. Panicking never helps. I started to try and pinpoint the right direction. Of course, I eventually realized that I was hopelessly and utterly lost without the slightest indication of which way would bring me to some sort of civilization. After a few brief moments of cursing and groaning, I decided I would follow my gut and go in the direction I thought would possibly lead me home. I started running at full speed, hoping to break the tree line in a matter of minutes when something on the ground caught my eye. It was a backpack. I stopped instantly and looked around for a person or a campsite, but there was nothing I could see from the spot I was at, which, which was situated at the bottom of a small hill. The bag looked as if it had been abandoned for quite a few days at least, but was slightly damp from the rain earlier that morning. I kneeled and picked the bag up, resting it against my knees. It had a heavy weight to it when I moved it, so I knew there was something inside. Looking back now, I remember the dark feeling I got in my chest right before I unzipped the main part of the backpack. Inside, there were bags of what I immediately knew were some sort of assortment of illegal drugs and items used to administer them. I quickly stood up and took a step back. I had such a powerful feeling of dread that I felt like I was in imminent danger. I just wanted to get out of there and find my way home, so I started running again to the top of the hill. I was hit with a wave of excitement when I saw a house at the bottom that was buried in the trees. I had begun to start to make my way for it when something told me to stop inside my head. It crept into my mind that what I had just discovered was awfully close to this house. I wanted so badly to be out of the woods and find some form of civilization, but something told me that I just wasn't safe out here. I ran away from the house along the tree line hoping that I would possibly stumble upon another house. After about 10 to 15 minutes, I stumbled into a neighborhood of sorts and asked a man working in his yard for directions. He was kind enough to drive me home and assure me everybody gets lost in Alaska at some point. As soon as I got home, I showered and chugged some water, then immediately called the police to report what I had seen. However, since I had no idea where I was, I couldn't tell them where to find the drugs or where the house was, so my report was basically useless. I, I just felt so guilty if I hadn't at least said something. I've driven all over the area down different roads trying to find that house, but I never have. It's probably for the best though because I don't want to get caught up in something I shouldn't be in. I'm glad I listened to my gut that day and kept running from that house, 
because people in possession of such many illegal drugs can be extremely dangerous, and I'm just glad I didn't die out there when I got lost. Quick disclaimer before this story, there are some touchy subjects and very slight mentions of possible SA. If this is a trigger for you, please skip the stories using the timestamps. Thank you very much. This happened in South Carolina. I recently was watching one of your episodes and something similar happened to another woman in the area, so I seemed it would be a good time to tell this story. This was one of the worst experiences of my life, and I hadn't thought about it for a very long time. Many friends tell me I should write a book of all the horrible things that have happened in my life because it would be more than a person can handle. I was dating a guy for a couple of weeks and went to one of his friend's homes in the middle of nowhere. It was a run-down, older mobile home, but who am I to judge? We went there, and there were four other guys. I thought it was odd that I was the only girl, but just shrugged it off. They wanted to play a drinking game, and back then, I was a little wild, so I was game. After about an hour, things got a little weird. I could see them looking at each other, like there was an inside joke. I decided to get up and go to the bathroom. When I came back out, someone pushed me into the bedroom and locked the door. It was completely dark. I banged on the door telling them this is not funny. The door opened and they all came in and shut the door behind them. I could feel them grabbing at me and laughing. I was fighting to get away and hitting, but they were too strong. The door opened and they all left. I could hear them outside in the hall and it didn't sound good. They were discussing what they were going to do to me. I didn't understand what was going on at all at the time, but I quickly figured out whatever they were planning was not going to be good. The door opens and my mind is going a mile a minute, and how I'm going to survive this. The guy comes in and sits on the bed and said he was going to get me out of there. He said they went too far and he didn't know they were going to hurt me. He said he thought it was a joke. There was a back door across from the bedroom, and he said for me to run through the woods as fast as I could and get to the road and he would come and find me. I did just that. I ran as fast as I could and I could hear them yelling for me to come back. I could hear them coming. I got to the road and hid behind a tree. After getting lost for quite some time, I felt like I was running in circles for what seemed like an hour until I eventually found the road again. I saw a car pull up and it was him and he was pretty bloody. They had beat the crap out of him for letting me go. He had my purse and ended up taking me home. I didn't know if I should trust him but I had no other choice. I was in the middle of the woods lost and completely scared. I heard a couple of months later he was arrested for killing his girlfriend, and the guy who took me there was arrested for assault on another woman. Maybe if I had gone to the police that night, this, this wouldn't have happened, but I can't blame myself for that. My cousin still loves me telling her this story at 21 with a two-year-old kid. She always told me to share this with more people so I guess this is the best way to have more people actually hear this story. It might be a fun campfire story to tell others yourself. Anyway, here it is. There is a legend about these woods that are called the Burberry Witch, a witch that can control some terrifying creatures but will only do so when provoked or angered and will grant you something you want but for a price. My stepfather was a terrible man, hitting my mother, scolding her, and even threatening to seriously hurt myself. It was one of those days when my stepdad began to threaten to beat me, so I went to my room, locked it, and threw my head into the pillow of the bed, avoiding hearing any of the screaming. The day after, my mom knocked on my door and said that he had apologized like he had done all those times before, 
but my mom, she looked different. Almost a dead sort of look in her eyes. She then said that we would go to the cabin at the lake that used to belong to my grandparents, which they left to us after they died, and I just started packing. I wasn't very excited about it at all. We arrived at the cabin and I unpacked in my room. Of course, my stepfather wanted something and we were too slow to get it to him, so the scolding began. He would sit in a chair and just gulp the beer down like lemonade. He ordered my mom to get him stuff the whole time and was degrading her. I was so angry again, but I knew that I wasn't strong enough to take down anybody. Then, it was time for dinner and we sat down at the kitchen table. It was still fairly sunny at that time and it was then that he threw a plate of food at my mom and tried to pull my hair, but I got away. It was then that I could no longer take it. I headbutted him, which made him fall, and he yelled something obscene at me. I then burst out of the door running into the woods, not looking back for a second, crying and just going God knows where. After a while, I fell onto my knees just crying until I heard a noise. I looked up and there was a mountain lion. Out of fear, I fell backward on my hands with the mountain lion hissing at me, and I knew I would die right then and there. Then, out of nowhere, the mountain lion was grabbed by a massive claw with razor-sharp nails, followed by what sounded like a bear shouting and terrified. I closed my eyes. The mountain lion was making a huge ruckus that suddenly stopped and immediately I felt fluids flow over me. It felt like a bucket of water being emptied over yourself. After two thuds, I slowly opened my eyes and there it stood, a creature that looked like a black bear but bigger, with glowing blue eyes, and I noticed the claws that grabbed the mountain lion belonged to it. It growled, and I was so scared it would attack me when I heard clapping. The creature then just went on all fours and ran back into the woods. I checked myself and saw I was covered in blood. It had to be the blood of the mountain lion, but before I could get up, I heard a voice saying, Oh my sweetie, are you alright? A woman was now standing over me extending her hand and smiling. I accepted her hand and she pulled me up to say afterward, Sweetie, you seem to be covered in blood from that nasty mountain lion. The woman checked me and I checked her. Her hair was black with white parts in it and her eyes were a gorgeous baby blue. Well, why don't we go to my house so you can freshen up? Okay, sweetie? She said with a huge smile and since I felt no ill intent coming from the woman, I went with her. We arrived at a huge wooden house and after the woman showed me where to freshen myself up, clearing the blood from my clothes and body, I sighed. Oh, my goodness, what a huge sigh for such a young sweet thing like you and I sat in the chair that the woman had prepared for me and told her everything. She stroked my cheek and said, Well, after a few hours, we shall go to your mom, and I'm sure that awful man will get what's coming to him. But for now, just close your eyes and sleep, sweetie. As she stroked my head, I fell asleep. The next morning, I woke up, and I was startled to see that I saw the head of a wolf. After I looked again, I noticed it was a carpet with a wolf head, and man, did I feel stupid. Oh, so you are awake, sweetie. Now, here, have some breakfast the woman said, and put a plate on the table near me. I got up and saw it was my favorite, pancakes. I ate as many as I could and I heard the woman giggle. It tasted well, it seemed, she said with a huge smile, which she followed with, well, it's time to get you back now, sweetie. I really didn't want to go back to that man and got a little mad at the thought of seeing him, but the woman grabbed my hand and smiled. We started walking and I couldn't believe how far I had to run the night before as we walked. We heard a sort of chirping growl. I can't explain it any other way than that because it sounded like a bird if it would growl. 
The woman turned her head away from me and I could see she was looking angry at the direction the sound was coming from and waved her hand. The next thing I heard were some wings flapping, but couldn't see a bird or anything except the branches of the trees moving as we walked further. We arrived at the cabin and I knocked. My mom opened the door and just threw her arms around me. She hugged me tightly before we heard him saying, The twerp's back and brought an old hag as well. The woman just said, My sir, that is not a kind thing to say, but if I could please use your bathroom. And my mom looked at my stepdad. Fine, just don't take too long. I walked the woman to the bathroom. She put a bag of coffee on the table nearby. My mind was trying to figure out when she had grabbed a bag since I was sure she didn't take one with her when we left. I walked a little with her to the bathroom, but I heard my stepdad yelling at my mom, I'm going to go fish in a bit, and that hag better be gone. As soon as he stopped yelling, I noticed the woman was gone and I, op and I opened the bathroom where she was now not there. Now I started looking all over for her, and when I looked out the kitchen window, I saw her standing at the boat. How did she get there that fast without even going through any of the doors? The doors do creak after all. The woman clearly saw me and put her finger against her lip, winking at me. The kitchen door then slammed shut and it was my stepdad who just put his hand on my mouth, gripping it tightly while saying, Don't think I forgot about you, little troublemaker, because after I'm done fishing, you're mine. He let me go and I heard the toilet flush and saw the woman coming out of the bathroom. In my mind, I was telling myself, how, how, how is this happening? She looked sternly at my stepdad, then walked out to the cool box, which was without a doubt filled with alcohol, and walked to the boat. He got on the boat when my mom walked into the kitchen and hugged me again. I'm so happy you're okay, darling, she said with a sob in her voice, and the woman then put her hand on my mom's shoulder and said, Don't worry, dear, that awful man will be receiving payback for everything he has done to the both of you very, very soon and the woman quickly followed it up by asking if we wanted some tea, and of course we said yes. My mom and I just saw my stepdad struggling to reel something in. I then saw a huge spiked fin breaking the water, then quickly it went down in the water again. Oh, sweetie, did you see something in the water? The woman just blurted out out of nowhere, sipping on tea. How could she possibly be sipping tea already? There was no way that the water would be warm enough for tea. But the woman just asked, Are you going to have your tea, dears? There were cups of warm tea standing in front of us. Then we heard the water stirring and saw the fit again. Then out of nowhere, a creature came out of the water jumping on the boat. It was covered in scales that were green and blue and its head looked like a piranha with webbed fingers and pointy nails. Suddenly it slashed at my stepdad and hit his arm. My stepdad fell and the creature went right after my stepdad. Oh, what day is it today, dear? Was all the woman said as the creature was attacking my stepdad, to which my mom could barely make out. It's Wednesday. The woman signed, which she followed. No, 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 no. What a terrible thing of me to do. How could I forget to feed it yesterday? After which she took a sip of her tea. Then we saw an arm flying out of the boat and blood was still flying everywhere. The lower half of the foot followed after as we watched in horror to what was happening in the boat. The creature went down even more, and when it was rising, it had the head of my stepdad in its mouth, lifting the body of my stepdad as well. We could see his blood-soaked clothing and the blood dripping from his neck. Then the creature slammed his jaws together, making the body of my stepdad drop, the blood dripping from the creature's mouth. With the body of my stepdad lying half out of the boat and half in the creature's mouth, it jumped back into the water. I and my mom shocked by what we had witnessed. The woman just said, Well, sweetie, I told you that awful man was going to get what was coming to him, and she put her cup down. 
Oh my, you haven't touched your tea yet, she calmly said as she was walking out of the kitchen door and stopped. She turned her head around to us and said with a smile, This one shall require no pay as I despise such men, and you are always welcome to my woods, but please do not bring another like him or there will be a payment. She walked to the edge of the wooded area and where the bear creature stood, and she stroked its chin while presenting a devilish smile on her face. Thanks for listening to these creepy and allegedly true Lost in the Woods horror stories. As always, if you have a story that you would like to share in a future episode, please be sure to submit your experience, whether it's being lost in the woods or something completely different, submit it at swampdweller.net or the email you can find in the description down below. I would love to share your story with everyone here in the swamp. It's stories like yours that truly help keep this show going on a daily basis. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to hit that like button as it helps me out a ton. The more likes it gets, the more YouTube promotes it. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcast or Spotify, please give us a 5-star rating over there as it helps us grow there, and it's very much appreciated. If you're on the go but don't have YouTube Premium but still want to download and listen to your favorite Swamp Dweller Scary Stories absolutely free, you can download them from Spotify. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and pretty much anywhere else you find your favorite podcast online. If you'd like to support The Swamp outside of that, maybe check me out on Twitch. I started streaming over there recently. You can find the link in the description. I'd very much appreciate a follow. I watch very bad horror movies, play some fun horror games, and do cool stuff with other narrators over there. I think you guys would like it a lot. Be sure to join me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and I'll see you all soon with another creepy episode.